praise the Lord. Welcome to the Lively Stone Temple Experience. Welcome to the Lively Stone Temple Experience. We are one church in four locations. Please visit LivelyStoneTemple.org for additional information. This message was recorded on March the 27th, 2022. The Word of God is being brought forth by Elder Joseph Lee Taylor Jr. Now let's follow along in our Bibles. I want you all to help me with my topic this morning. Can y'all do that with me? Y'all gonna help me with my topic this morning? I want want y'all to preach with me. Oh, Lord. Elder Taylor, you supposed to be preaching. I'm going to preach. I want y'all, y'all repeat after me. I'll say, it's time time to light it up. up. All right. It's time to light it up. It's time to light it up. It's time. Uh, We know. We know. We are are firmly convinced that we are in, uh, that we are of God. The Bible says in 1 John 5 and 19, I believe, it says, and we know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in wickedness. We know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in wickedness. I want to read that again. Like it's 1 John 5 and 19. And we know that we are of who? God. And the whole world lieth in what? Wickedness. Another way the Bible words wickedness is darkness. Somebody say darkness. That's that's what we are in. We are in a world that is consumed by what? Darkness. And and, uh, I have found out, Diggie Zimmerman, you know what I found out? I know I'm still young. I'm 35 years old. But the longer I live saved, the darker the world looks to me. The longer I serve the Lord, the darker the world looks to me. Have you ever sat down one day and looked back over your and reminisced on your past at the dark things you used to do? And you really ask yourself, I can't. But how did I do those things? I can't believe I actually engaged in those things. And, and, and that line sometimes between. Uh, because we, we play these games when we're uh, uh, when we're in sin or when we re, or we reminisce over our past sins or or whatever we do that is not pleasing unto the Lord. Sometimes we play these games where we try to categorize like my sin versus your sin. You know what I did wasn't really as bad as some other people did. But does that really matter? Second uh, Corinthians ten and twelve says comparing ourselves to each other is not wise. And so sometimes we try to, to play those games. But at, at the end of the day, it's all darkness. It, it, it's all darkness. And, 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 and because uh, I may perceive your level of darkness as darker than mine, both of them will send you to hell. Both of them will separate you from God. Both of them will blind you in this world. Both of them will have you walking around confused and lost. We are in a dark world. It's easy to diagnose the condition of this. The Bible says that uh, 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 that uh, sin, that righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach unto what? 
any people. No matter where you are, sin is a reproach. No matter where you find, whether you're aware of it or not, sin is a reproach to anybody. But it takes righteousness to exalt a nation. Um, the founding fathers of the United States of America, it was Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin was among them. And, and he, he, he made a quote about uh, if, if, a, if a blade of grass cannot fall to the ground or if a sparrow cannot fly without God knowing, then how can a nation rise without his aid? How can a, na- a blade of grass won't hit the ground without God knowing? Now, how can a nation rise without his aid? How is it? That we can do these things, we believe we can do these things without God. God, God is the essential uh, remedy to this dark world for the rising of a nation to be exalted in righteousness. How many of you know we need God? Amen. And since the introduction of the light into this world, there has been a war going on between light and darkness. And in your house, you can see the war between light and darkness. You ever walked in your house and it was pitch black and then you turn the light on? What happens to the darkness? It what? It disappears. It just goes away. And there are some corners of your house that aren't well lit. What's happening? The darkness is doing its best to stay around. You know, there's no light up under your bed. And so it may be darker up under your bed than it is in the hallway or in the kitchen or in the bedroom because darkness is doing its best to stay around. And no matter what happens, uh, everybody, everybody in the local assembly is not going to be saved because darkness is doing its best to what? Stay around. You know, darkness, and it's interesting because Darkness has a way of of enveloping you. It has a way of consuming you and covering you. Uh, darkness wants to. Uh, one way, uh, one writer words it this way: Yea, do I walk through the valley of the what shadow of death? And a shadow is a dark thing. It's darkness often can cover us like a shadow, or it can follow us around like a shadow. Uh, Paul says, uh, "Oh wretched man that I am." Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? It's, it's literally a body of death, a body of darkness that follows us around. And at any, even when you're saved, at any given moment, the darkness wants an opportunity to overtake you. Amen? The darkness wants an opportunity to change your mind. The dark things of this world wants an opportunity to influence you. The dark things want to follow you to sleep so that it can try to influence how you dream. The dark thing wants to follow you into your prayer closet so it can influence how you pray. The dark thing wants to follow you into your marriage so it can influence how you interact with your spouse. The dark thing wants to follow you on your job so it can influence how you interact with your coworkers and your superiors and whatnot because the, the, the darkness wants to be on display. The darkness wants its 15 minutes of fame. The darkness does not, and darkness does not give up easily. It does not want to give up easily. There is a constant going back and forth and a war between the light and the darkness. If you would allow me, uh, uh, the gospel of John words it this way. It says, in the beginning was the word. We know that scripture, don't we? And the word was with God and the word what? Was God. The same was in the beginning with God and all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. 
and in him was life, and the light was the light of men. Notice that he does not, and when, when, when contrasting this thing with the beginning, uh, John opens up the same way Genesis opens up, right? In the beginning, God. And then John starts off with, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And then it goes into creation, just like Genesis does. It says, all things were made by him. And, but now we have to deal with the condition of this world before we we get to the point where we see him creating the earth. And the Bible lets us know in Genesis that what was going on? Darkness was upon the face of the deep. Darkness was there. Can I help you understand your condition without Jesus? You are in a dark condition. Not only is your heart darkened, your spirit man is darkened, your eyes are darkened, your ears have been made heavy and, and have been darkened. You are blind walking in a dark world if God does not intervene and say, let there be light, let there be life in this place. And the writer says here that, that in him was life and that life was the light of men. It does not say that light is the light of men. It it uses past tense. It says that light was the light of men. My God. And so he transitions out of what the light once was because Jesus was that light that came into this world. But he says he came unto his own and his own did what? Received him not. Find ourselves in a condition here where Jesus should ultimately be the light in every dark place. And maybe you know some place where he once was, but he is not anymore because of the war between light and darkness. Amen. And so we keep on reading here and here's what's going on. The war, the Bible says the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Comprehended in this text has two meanings. It can either mean to to uh, overpower it, or it means, or it could mean to understand it. Either way, the darkness, when the light shows up, it could not understand what the light was doing. Uh, no wonder the Bible lets us know that God takes the foolishness of this world to confound the wise. The light things of God don't make sense to dark folk. That's why I don't spend my life trying to please folk that don't understand my walk with the Lord, because I'm not walking in darkness anymore. I'm now walking in the light. And what I do may not make sense to you, but can I help you out right quick? Tell the devil it ain't got to make sense to you. As long as God is pleased what I do with what I do. How I dress ain't got to make sense to the world. How I live ain't got to make sense to dark folk. How I sing ain't got to make sense to dark folk. How I serve the Lord and worship don't got to make sense to folk that are living in darkness. They will never comprehend what we do. The darkness comprehended it what? Not. It could not overtake. Unless your power is turned off, whenever you hit the light switch, the darkness has to what? Leave. It has to go. And that's what's going on here. The darkness cannot overpower the light that comes into a building. There's no way it's going to happen. And isn't it interesting that the room could be pitch black? It doesn't even have to be a hundred watt bulb. It doesn't have to be a fluorescent light. It 
It doesn't have to be lights like these that we have in our ceiling. It could be the simple, smallest light of a candle. It could be a match being lit, and yet it's still, darkness still has to what? Leave. How many of you are glad that darkness has no strength or no power or control over us when the light has made itself available unto us? Darkness cannot overtake it. Nevertheless, even though we see the strength of light, even though we see the strength that light has to overpower darkness, John 3 and 19 still declares the condition of this dark world. And that is that this world is condemned. For John 3 and 19 declares this, and this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. This is interesting to me here because the Bible declares that the one thing that will get rid of darkness is here, but the world did not care because they love darkness because they're deep. They want something to cover their deeds. Isn't it interesting here to me that we get a, a glimpse of a little bit of discretion here because I don't even think we're in this condition anymore as the world because once upon the Bible says the world wanted darkness because they didn't want their deeds to be exposed. They need the darkness to cover themselves while they do wrong. But in today's age, they don't even care about it being covered. They want the whole world to know that they're in outward defiance against God. The LGBT wants the whole world to know that they don't care what God has to say. The fornicator, the adulterer, everyone that's engaging in acts that will prevent you from inheriting the kingdom of God, there seems to be no discretion among us anymore. No discretion among the men. No discretion among the women. Do you remember once upon a time when shame used to be a thing? Nobody has any shame anymore. My God. God. Nobody cares what they talk about. Nobody cares that people knows all their business. I got to be transparent. The Bible didn't say be ye transparent. The Bible said be ye holy. And you had to keep, keep your business out the street. And the Bible declares that the condemnation is that the one thing that can deliver you from this dark condition, you don't even want it because you would prefer to stay in darkness. Their deeds are evil. Their deeds were evil. Their deeds were rooted in evil. Their deeds were rooted in the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life. Therefore, Jesus tells us to not even love this dark place. He says, love not the world, neither the things of the world. For all that is in the world is the what? Lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life. Are you all beginning to see the picture that I'm painting here of how dark this world is that we are in? And, and, and like I said earlier, the longer I live saved, the darker the world seems to look to me and I got saved in 2010 and I'm telling you it looks even darker now than it did in 2010 because there are just some things now uh, not, we are finally in that age now where things are beginning to shock us again you know uh, once upon a time for a brief period we were like that's just the devil that stuff don't shock us but now we're seeking all kinds of stuff that are like I've never heard of sin like 
like this. Never heard of depravity like this. I never heard of a three-year-old coming home and telling mommy that my teacher said I could be a boy or a girl. We've never seen such things. We've never heard of this type of depravity making its way into the church, but that's the dark world that we live in. And I even because it's interesting because when you come into the kingdom of God, when you come into the kingdom of darkness, you have a kingdom of light rather out of the kingdom of darkness, you have been declared to be a new creature. Because if any man be in Christ, he's a what? New creature. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. And so I, it's not just the major signpost sins that look dark to me, but everything that I used to do in the world looks dark to me now. My God, in the name of Jesus. And, and, and even when you get saved, the way you did good things when you were in the world don't even count no more. You got to find a new way to do good things now because you got to do things God's way. You used to do good things in the past because you wanted credit, but now you're doing it because you want God to get the glory. You used to talk a certain way because you wanted to make a name for yourself, but now whenever you open your mouth, you speak as if you're speaking the oracles of God. And you used to go places because simply because your flesh told you to go, but now you've made up your mind to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. It's different now. Everything from the world ought to look dark to you. You ought to be able to look back over your life and throw your hands up and say, God, I thank you for delivering me from that dark place and delivering me from what the Bible, you know the reason why it's so hard sometimes to get delivered from darkness? Because we enjoy the darkness. Can we tell the truth? The Bible says that Moses sought rather to suffer afflictions with the people of God rather than to enjoy, watch this, the pleasures of sin for a season. The Bible calls sin a pleasurable thing. It is something that your flesh enjoys and why not enjoy it under the cover of darkness. Why not enjoy it when no one can really see what you, why not be sneaky when you can enjoy it and get away with it? That's what the devil is trying to do. He's trying to paint darkness as if it's ultimately a safe space. But can I let you know that no matter how dark a place is, at some time the light's going to come on. At some time exposure is coming. At some time, at some time, be careful, the Bible says, your sin will find you out. And your deeds, the world, the world's deeds are rooted in this dark place. And ultimately, ultimately, when this world of sin, this dark world of sin is finished with you, it inevitably brings forth death. For when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. And when sin is finished, it brings forth death. For everything that is done under this world's direction is against God and will prevent you from inheriting the kingdom of of God. Are you with me this morning, Lively Stone, Columbia? Ah, so the remedy to darkness is always light, yet it's hard to convince people on our own that this world is filled with darkness. Have you ever tried to witness to somebody that don't want to hear what you have to say? It's hurtful, isn't it, when your family tells you to take that Jesus stuff somewhere else and, and your friends turn their back on you now that you're over here on the Lord's side and you're walking in darkness and, and you love these people all your life, but because they love darkness 
more than the light. They don't want anything to do with what you're talking about. After all, we just heard that men love darkness because they're deeds of evil. The Bible talks about the pleasures of sin. The flesh loves this world. And how many of you know that the Bible declares that flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God? How many of you know your flesh will send you to hell and won't even go for you? My God, in the name of Jesus, uh, you ought not let the devil trick you like this. Uh, the devil will use darkness to trick your mind. Uh, my God, in the name of Jesus. Can I remind you of how great a trickster the devil is? Uh, he's such a great trickster that he tricked him own self out, his own self out of heaven and can't even get back. He fooled himself into believing his own lie. And then that's what, dark, that's what darkness does. It deceives you into believing a lie rather than the truth. However, let's look a little deeper at the condition of mankind in this dark world. For Acts 26 and 18 declares that God anointed Paul to open the eyes of the Gentiles, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Not only when you are in sin are you in darkness, but you're blind in darkness. Even if the light came on right now, if God does not open your eyes, Deacon Evans, you wouldn't even see it. Ah, Ray Charles, the famous musician, what did light mean to him? He was blind. Stevie Wonder, the famous musician, what did light mean to him? He was blind. And that is the condition of those who are in darkness before the blessed hope of Jesus Christ reaches them. Not only are they in darkness, but if the light came on, they wouldn't even see it because the Bible says that they are blinded. Do you know that sin is a blinding thing? Sin will blind you to the truth. Sin will blind you to the need for repentance. Sin will blind you to the need that for forsaking and confessing of your sins. Not only are they in a dark world, but they are blind in a dark world. And someone had to open their eyes for they cannot see light uh, if they are blind. So what happens here is what Jesus does first is he calls you to a place before he turns the light on. He calls you to a place where he can work on you. For first Peter 2 and 9 says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood and a holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath watched this called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Before he opens your eyes, he calls you to him. Because before you saw him, you had to hear him. My God. Isn't that how faith works? For we walk by what? Faith and not by what? Sight. Hallelujah. Uh, you had to hear him before you saw him. And so the Bible says he calls us. And so how does he call us uh, the Bible declares in Romans 10 and 17, how can they hear without a preacher? You've got to hear the word of God preached unto you. This is what John was, John the Baptist was doing in John the first chapter. The Bible says there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He was not that light.
light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. Uh, he was sent to preach about Jesus Christ. He was sent to preach about the one who will call you. And his voice is so great. His voice is so powerful. His voice is so splendid and magnificent that the moment he speaks to you, your ears will open up where he can hear you. How many of you heard God when he called your name? Now, maybe you were drinking when you call and he called you, but you heard him. Maybe you were sick when he called you, but you heard him. Maybe you were lost when he called you, but you heard him. You were confused, couldn't make heads or tails of your life, didn't know if you were going right, left, up, or down, didn't know if you were happy or sad. The adversary was trying to depress you, trying to convince you that life was not worth living, but all of a sudden you heard a still, soft voice say, come unto me, all ye that are labored and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest in the name of Jesus. Now that God has your attention, he says, come here, baby. I want to open up your eyes now. For Isaiah 9 hath declared that the children of Israel have seen a great light. Jesus is that light. How many of you know the light's been turned on? The light is on now. Hallelujah. And he cares enough to rescue you from that dark condition. For John 12 and 35 says, Then Jesus saith unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk ye while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. The remedy for you staying out of the darkness is for you to continue walking in the light. Hallelujah. Uh, the Bible says if you walk in the light as he is the light, then we have fellowship with him. The Bible lets us know we've got to walk in the light because in Jesus there is no darkness at all. Isn't it wonderful to know that he put us in him and in him is no darkness at all. I'm not lost walking around in Jesus. I'm not stumbling through the night trying to feel my way. When I'm in Jesus, I don't walk around like I'm in darkness because since I've been placed in him, since he set us in his bosom, he put us in a place where there is no darkness at all. Oh my God, in the name of Jesus. And he said, don't let darkness come upon you for he that walketh in darkness doesn't even know where he's going. Hallelujah. You knew you were coming to church this morning because you ain't walking in darkness. You knew you were going to live holy this week because you ain't walking in darkness. You knew you were going to pray this week because you ain't walking in darkness. You knew you were going to fast this week because you ain't walking in darkness no more. I don't do dark stuff no more. I'm on the Lord's side now. And he told me as little children, as good, obedient children, walk in the light. Somebody shout, I got to walk in it. Somebody say, I got to walk in it. If I'm going to make it over here, I got to walk in it. If I'm going to live over here, I got to walk in it. I got to walk in it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I can't afford to let darkness overtake me again. Can I tell the truth? I don't like who I am when I'm walking in darkness. I didn't like that person anymore. I don't like being short-tempered and, and sensitive and, and feel like I can't survive if I don't have a drink and feel like I don't know what I'm doing if I ain't partying or clubbing or going. I don't like waking up hungover. I don't like that person, but I love walking in the light. 
Hallelujah. It's a good time over here, Deacon. It's a good time over here. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy myself over here. I've been serving the Lord with gladness since I've been serving the Lord with gladness. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, praise the name of our God. That's why it's important for you to stay there in the light. For John 12 and 46 declares, I am come. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. God snatched you out the darkness. And he did not snatch you out the darkness without an example. The example says these things about himself first though. And John 8 and 12 he says, I know you're in a dark world, but let me help you out. I am the light of the world. And whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but I but will have the light of life. Hallelujah. And 1 John 1 and 5, he declares, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. For First John 1 and 6 declares, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. For 2 Corinthians 4 and 6 declares, let light shine out of darkness. That light which shine out of darkness has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And Colossians 1 and 13 says that Jesus has delivered us from the domain of this darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. And Ephesians 5 and 8 declares, for at one time you were in darkness. Lying is where you were. Cussing was where you were. Fornicating is where you were. Not praying is where you were. Not fasting is where you were. But now you are the light of the world. And walk as children of light. Somebody say hallelujah in here. I thank God for the light that he has given me. And what he also does here now is that he gives us an example of what it looks like to be someone filled with light. Jesus comes into this world and this dark world and look what he does. He says, I got to light it up a little bit in here. Ah, my God, in the name of Jesus. He finds someone, runs up to him and says, Jesus, my child is at home sick. I don't want you to go to the house, but I want you to just say the word because the light's in him. And Jesus says the word, and the Bible says at that same hour, the little child got lit up. Ah, and life became back in the child. The Bible declares that Jesus, Jesus shows up to the tomb of Lazarus four days after Lazarus had been dead. My God, in the name of Jesus. And his sister runs out to him and says, Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus said, your brother ain't dead. He's going to live again. She said, yes, Lord, I know. In the resurrection, Jesus says, let me give you a little light right quick. I am the resurrection, says God. He see goes. Uh, he says, "Move the stone away from the door." He says, "Lazarus, 
come forth and Lazarus come forth bound and hopping out of the tomb. Ah, Jesus said, I got to light things up around here. Darkness been in control for too long. I got something for that devil. I got something for the kingdom of darkness. What I do, they ain't going to be able to stop it. When light comes to your situation, ain't nothing the devil can do about it. Ain't nothing darkness can do about it. Ah, maybe you've been in a dark situation, but I come to prophesy to you this morning that the light is on the way. The light is coming. And where's it going to come from? It's going to come out of your prayer life. It's going to come out of your fasting. It's going to come out of your studying. It's going to come out of your righteous walk with God. It's going to come with you communing with him. Jesus keeps on going. And he says, I'm going to light this thing up just a little bit more here. I got some more light for you. How ah, Jesus ruined every funeral he ever went to. Ah, why? Because he was the light. Ah, he said he went to a funeral procession, touched the casket of the young dead person, and the person sat up. Jesus said, it's time for me to light it up around here. Y'all don't got too used to darkness. Y'all don't got too used to going around in this foolishness, but I come to light things up. And when the apostles were preaching one day, the Bible declares that the people got mad at the apostles. I said, didn't we tell you not to preach in this name of Jesus anymore? Have not we commanded you? He said, you've turned this city upside down with your doctrine lies. They didn't turn the city upside down. Baby, they turned the city right side up. They made it ready for light, my God. And if you find yourself in this dark situation, I dare you to walk around like the light's already on. Get some, David said it this morning, and this one thing will I be confident. You've got to have confidence that the light's about to be turned on. You've got to have confidence that I ain't going to be in this thing forever. My God, in the name of Jesus, I praise the name of our God. Thank you, Jesus Christ. And Jesus is not done lighting this thing up. He says, I've done all I can do. For John 5 and 17, he declared, the Father worketh hitherto, and then I work. Jesus says, it's my time to work now. I'm on the clock, and it's my job to bring light. It's my job to light this thing up. And when he had done all the miracles he could do, he said, I got one more light to shine Ah, but the only way this light's going to come on is I've got to be lied on. The only way this light's going to come on is I've got to be led as a lamb to the slaughter. The only way this light's going to come on is if they crucify me. And so they ridiculed him. They lied on him. They whipped him with the cat of nine tails. They flogged him. But my God, the light's got to come on. For the Bible declares that a light has to be on display. At no greater time was the light of this world on display when they hung up high on the cross. And that light was lit for everyone to see. And now he makes that light available unto us. For the Bible declares, Jesus says, ye now are the light of the world. 
He said, because as long as I'm in the world, the light is here. But how is the light going to stay since he ascended and left? The Bible declares, behold, now are you the sons of God. He said, as many as believed on him, believed on what? Believed on the light. To them gave he the power to become the sons of God. And just like he was a son, now we're sons of God. And as long as we're here, as long as the church is here, the light's going to shine. Hallelujah. The light's going to keep on shining. He said, ye are the light of the world. And a city that set on a hill cannot be hid. God made the church full of light so that it could be on display for pur- on purpose. Because a dark world needs to see light. A dark world needs to see your way out. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house so let your light so shine before men just like the man does not take the light and put it under a bushel but what he does is he sets it on a candle Jesus is saying the same way the light sets on a candle the same way the flame burns on the candle the same way the city is set on a hill as a lit up city for me that's the way I want you to shine. I want you to shine. Oh my God, in the name of Jesus, shine until you get the victory over your situation. Shine until your block begins to ask, what must I do to be saved? Shine until sin has no more dominion over your mind and your heart. You ought to shine until you can lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. Uh, touch you look to look to your neighbor and say it's time to light it up. It's time to light it up. God sent you the light. He sent you the fire of the Holy Ghost so that He can light you ablaze. Every morning you wake up, you want to say, Lord, light me ablaze. Set me on fire with the fire of the Holy Ghost. It's time to light it up. It's time to let the light burn. Burn it at both ends, baby. Burn it until you light up your house. Burn it until you light up your job. Burn it until you light up your heart. Let it burn. Let it burn. Shine because Jesus wants you to shine. Shine because somebody's depending on you. Shine because I need your help. Shine. The ministry needs light. Shine. Your street needs light. Shine. Your children need light. Shine. God called you to shine. God set you on a hill. You are the light of the world. What's the world going to do if you don't shine? What's your family going to do if you don't shine? How you going to make it if you don't shine? It's time to light it up. Tell your prayer life, I missed you. I'm sorry I left you alone. I'm sorry I abandoned you, but if you don't mind, I want to meet you on my knees one more time. I got to shine on my knees. I got to light up my bedroom with prayer. I got to light up my car with prayer. I've got to light up my home with prayer. I've got to light up. It's time 
to light it up. My God, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. I miss shining. Have you ever felt that way? Lord, I ain't shining like I should. Lord, I need you to clean me up. I need you to wipe me down. Get the dust off me, Jesus. Help me shine one more time. You told me to shine last week, and I did not do it. You told me to shine last night, and I did not do it. But God, if you give me one more chance, I'll shine till I fall out. I'll shine till I live right. I'll shine till I pray right. I'll shine till I sing right. I'll shine till I shout right. I'll shine so hard that men will see my good works and glorify my Father, which is in heaven. To God be all the glory. I'm shining for Jesus. I'm shining for Jesus. I'm shining. I'm shining for Jesus. I'm shining for Jesus. Get your shiny self up and shine for Jesus. Get your shiny self up and shine for Jesus. Shine everywhere you go. I'm sick of not shining. I'm sick of the church not shining. If you shine, we pack the church out. If you shine, disease will go away. If you shine, cancer will dry up. I need Jesus to shine in me. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to let it shine. All in my home, shine. All on my job, shine. All in my car, shine. I got to shine. Jesus is giving you one more time to shine, one more time to shine, one more time to say hallelujah, one more time to say thank you, Jesus, one more time to pray hallelujah, hallelujah, light it up in here, light it up in here, light it up in here, light it up, it's time to light it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of our God. Oh, God. Everybody, oh, it's time. What you doing with your light? If you got it under a bushel basket, move it. Get it from under there and put it on a candle. Put it on a stand. Carry your light around with you everywhere you go. This is my light. I don't care how the world feels. I'm going to let it shine. I don't care what the devil says. Let it shine. Hallelujah. The Lord. Is depending on you to let it shine. What you waiting on? Shine on, man. Shine on. You want the promotion? Shine. You want the family member saved? Shine. You want to be delivered? What? Shine. Jesus has lit you up. You are the what? Light of the world. And a city that sets on the hill cannot be hidden. You can't be hidden, y'all. We can't hide. Anybody remember? Jesus tells Peter, before the cock crows three times, crows, you're going to deny me three times. Peter, no, I won't. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, baby, I'm sorry, Jesus. That ain't me. That ain't no, I will not. I ain't going to do it. Here's what I'm after. Peter's warming by the fire. He's warming by the fire. 
And somebody says, says Amber, he said, you've been with Jesus. Peter started cussing. And he's like, no, I wouldn't. So and so and so and so. And they said, yeah, he was. You know what they said? They said, your speech betray you. What are you saying? He said, you too lit up, bro. You can't hide it. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've been with Jesus. You talk like him. You sound like him. You sound like one of his disciples. Your speech, what? Betrays you. Once you're over here, you're light whether you want to be or not. But you got to shine. 